emotionally and spiritually sit at his feet. God is going to take the lead on this. He is your coach and he is your personal trainer. And if he's not in that position, that's what you're going to work on this week. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size show where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Welcome back to the God's Perfect Size podcast. I'm so excited. We are here. Our first teaching on wisdom in our wisdom series. I told you last week that we are going to be really pressing into wisdom and getting knowledge and understanding around the word of God so that our lives are transformed. There is no other way to do this except to start ingesting the word of God so that our thinking starts to align with God's and we start to to sound like him, to know the sound of his voice, and then we can make make decisions based on what we've heard by wisdom and understanding. And the only way to get that is to go to God who gives it. God is the one who gives wisdom. And so we're going to press into this wisdom series. This week, you want to sit for this. Grab a drink, grab your popcorn, grab whatever it is, because we're going to grapple with this topic together. And it's entitled, Going Against Worldly Wisdom to Get God's Results. And y'all, you know by the title, that is not always an easy thing. The world has a lot to say. And as I talk about walking in food freedom, as I talk about eating and living for the Lord, you already know the the world has 101 ways that we should eat and exercise and do things. And some of that is good, but some of that actually goes against God. It actually goes against godly wisdom. And so we're going to take a deeper look at what that means and what that looks like for your life. And then I also want to share with you some practical steps you can do. So as we do this series, I will share with you the teaching, but you'll also be given practical steps so that you can walk away with a tool in your toolkit to overcome temptation, to overcome sin, and to walk by faith into victory that God has promised for you. If that sounds good to you, let's get into this teaching. So we did talk about in the last episode how God's wisdom gives life to those who trust it and who believe it. That's a great promise. Like I can't think of a better promise that if you get wisdom and you get understanding, you're going to have life. And I don't know if that means exactly you get extended days. I don't think so. Our days, I believe, are numbered by the Lord. But I believe what God is telling us is that we get true life, not this this pseudo faith life, not this life that we have glossiness on the cover, but depression and shame and hurt on the inside. And it doesn't mean that that depression will just disappear, especially if it's a medical condition. But it does mean that, mean that even if you had a medical condition, this can't hurt you. It can only help you. It can only enrich your life. It can only bring you up levels in the Lord. So let's get this wisdom. Let's get this understanding. Now, any believer that you know who has experienced breakthrough in their life, we all have that that friend with that amazing testimony. And we look back and we go, oh my gosh, that's so powerful. I wish that were me. That's actually funny because 
when I met my husband, his testimony was so impactful on me. I was actually jealous, jealous of his faith, jealous of the wisdom that he had in Christ. I was so jealous. I was like, listen, I'm going to find Jesus for myself. I'm going to be like this. I'm going to be a stronger believer. That's what wisdom does for you. It shines bright in the darkness. It shines so bright that others looking in go, I want some of that too. I want some of that. So if you know somebody with breakthrough, I promise you, they did not get they did not get breakthrough just by thinking the way the world thinks. They had to have some godly wisdom transform their thinking so they could walk into newness that God had for them. And if you want that, if you've been hungering for that, if you felt like you have done everything you can and you've come to the end of your rope, wisdom. We're going to start with wisdom. You're going to be extended a new hand, a new rope, some new grace by wisdom. So let's dive in. For me personally, you know, food freedom was an elusive thing. Like I desperately wanted food freedom, but I just didn't know how to get it. It just seemed like no matter what I tried, no matter what I did, even if I exercised religiously, I could not find food freedom. And that didn't mean I didn't lose weight every so often, or even losing a significant amount of weight. The truth is I've lost weight a million times over again. I feel like I lost the weight, but then it would always come back or I would lose the weight, but I would white knuckle it for so long that it just got taxing on my mind. I didn't have a wise way to operate concerning my weight loss. I didn't have a wise way to, to, to think about weight loss until I started studying in Proverbs. And like I shared, when I wrote this book, you'll see that there are a lot of Proverbs in this particular book because Proverbs renewed my mind. It just changed. It like went in and changed the way I was thinking about living life, about eating, about doing certain things. God introduced new thoughts that I had never had before. Like he just would download these thoughts in me and I would think, oh my gosh, that's so good. That's how I knew it was wisdom working in my life because I didn't have the capacity to think like that prior to reading the word of God. Like I would just break out my old school heavyweight Bible with the large print now, but I would break out my old school Bible and just start reading. And it was literally the wisdom in the words of God that changed everything for me. So that's why I feel like it's important that we kick this series off, you know, with, with, thinking the way God thinks so that we can do away with worldly thinking and having worldly results and move ourselves squarely into having the results that God has for us. And your victory is waiting. Like it is waiting. So here's the first thing I want to tackle. When you are starting your weight loss, your weight loss journey, the world would tell you. I'm just going to give you an example that worked for me. This may not work for you, but I'm going to share it with you openly. Like the world usually tells you, start with diet and exercise. It sounds, it sounds really wise. Like I've done that a million times. So I started with diet. I started with exercise, but only when wisdom came in, did God put a halt to that? Like he said, nope, you're not starting there. And I was so perplexed because Every diet program out there, every program that you look to to help you lose weight tells you to change the food, manipulate the food, manipulate the calories, eat these macros, eat these micros. Who knows? I don't even know. All the micros, the acros and the icros. Like the world will tell you to start there and do that. But God, by wisdom, told me no. He told me don't start there. And 
God wanted me to start in another place. I'm going to tell you where he started me. He wanted to just get my attention. He wanted me to just put my gaze on him. He wanted to grow my faith for him first. That sound that sounds counterintuitive to a diet and exercise plan. And it was weird for me at first because I was like, well, let's go. Like, I'm going to get the kale. I'm going to get the lettuce. I'm going to get the, the whatever, like all the leafy greens and do this. But God said, no, don't touch the food. Just keep eating your same diet. Now, I didn't get whole sentences from God. These were just impressions I got in my spirit. I would pray, I would journal, and then I would find myself writing things like, don't start with the diet and exercise. Start with seeking me. That was such an epiphany for me, but I wouldn't have had that epiphany had I not been reading in his word. And I had read in Proverbs that I needed to get, I needed to get wisdom. I needed to get knowledge. I needed to get understanding. So when he showed me that I put everything aside and I, honestly, I didn't even change the food at that point. I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do now, but I know, I don't know what to do about the food. So I'm just going to leave my, messy eating habits the same. And I'm going to start and I'm just going to sit at the feet of Christ. And that's where I started. That's where wisdom led me to. Wisdom said, don't start manipulating the food and the calories. Sit at the feet of Christ. I had to recognize who was Lord. I had to sit and recognize who was Savior. And I had to sit with Him and start to be healed from the inside out. So my journey didn't look like a traditional diet and exercise plan. My journey started with sitting at the feet of Christ and then letting Him start renewing my mind and renewing my heart. You know, traditional diets for me, when God started the plan for me, it was, it started working on the outside of me. It started, you know, those plans needed to build muscle and needed to, I needed to do the exercises. And those are all necessary things. But what God showed me was my foundation wasn't going to be built on that. Those were going to be the things he brought to me. Those were going to be the things he would give me later that would help me walk. Once I was walking in self-control, I would be able to manage those things. But that's not where my start was. And so wisdom showed me that. So where are you in your journey? Like, if you're thinking you're coming to sit at these teachings and learn about a, a, a way that sounds familiar to you, starting a an exercise and diet program with just changing the food and all the things that we know to manipulate in this world, like how we operate normally in this world. If you're coming to that and you're thinking that, that it's going to be more the same, it's not. It's not because wisdom will teach you the first thing you need to do is go to God. The first thing you need to do is sit at the feet of your Savior. And then what came next was God started, He didn't take the way of the world. He started working from the inside out, right? Sounds crazy. I know, but he started working from the inside out. He started changing my heart. He started healing some brokenness from my childhood and from the abuse and the trauma that I had suffered. He started changing my mindset. He started to teach me who I am and what value I have in Christ. He started there. And maybe, just maybe, that's what you've been looking for. Maybe, maybe you... Eat the way you eat for now, but maybe you sit under the authority of Christ and you sit under this wisdom teaching and you start there. You start with not the outward, but the inward with Christ. You go to the Father and you let Him transform your heart and you let Him heal that brokenness. Maybe you walked through a divorce and 
you gain some weight and you're hurting. Let God deal with the inward first, because if you let him deal with the inward by wisdom, then the outward, the outworking will be the thing that you were chasing all along. And it will be a lasting change. It won't just be a temporary band-aid. It will be a lasting change and it will be a healing that only God can give you. So let God lead you by wisdom. Let God lead you by wisdom and do the inside work before we tackle the outside. So I told you that as we walked through this, we would, we would talk about some practical steps. So here are the practical steps. Get your notebooks out. You need me to pause? Because I will. Get your notebooks out, get your pencils out, and I want you to write this down. I want you to have something to take with you in prayer and then maybe make an area in your home and put a little, you know, your Bible there, your paper paper there, your highlighters there. I said that I got all the rainbow highlighters, y'all, because I love to sit into a Bible study with all the colors of the rainbow. So do whatever it is you have to do. Get your special mug, but I want you to, to write these steps down and then I want you to meet God in prayer over these steps. First step, I want you to sincerely invite God into your weight loss journey. And I want you to see it in a different way. I want you to sit down at the authority of Christ. I want you to emotionally and spiritually sit at his feet. God is going to take the lead on this. He is your coach and he is your personal trainer. And if he's not in that position, that's what you're going to work on this week. So number one, sincerely ask God to take the lead in, in this journey for you. Don't look to the left or to the right. Don't him and ha and think, what, what, what about, I have to do it this way or I have to do it that way. If you have to do it your way, you're going to get your results. But if you want something completely different, if you want true freedom, if you want true salvation, do it God's way. So ask him into it. And it's as simple as sitting in prayer and saying, God, I want to, I want to lose the weight, but I want to do it your way. So I invite you in, Jesus. Would you take the lead? Would you just be the authority over this? Would you be my coach in my head, in my spirit, and lead me? I invite you into all of it. And I don't mean a little bit of it, Jesus. I mean all of it. I mean, I invite you into the molestation that happened. I invite you into the divorce that happened. I invite you into my brokenness. I invite you into the thing I don't even want to name in prayer. I invite you into all of it. I'm asking you to come into all of it because until you heal that stuff, I will keep eating and burying myself in shame and in pain. So I'm asking you to come in, Jesus, and heal me. That's the first thing you're going to do is ask Jesus into it. The second thing I want you to ask the Father, ask the Father why. Now that sounds like a weird thing, but I touched on it just now at the end of the first assignment. I want you to sincerely ask God why. I want you to set aside a day or a time when you can be alone with God, where you can have all the emotions and all the tissues and you can cry. And I want you to ask God, why am I, why am I sabotaging my body like this? Why am I eating this way? That was one of the hardest questions I ever had to ask God. And not only was it difficult, but it took time. Like this wasn't a one-time question. So this next step may take longer than you want it to, or it may come quickly. Whatever happens, stay the course and trust God. But I, I'll share with you that I asked God 
Why am I overeating? And I shared it in an earlier episode, but God showed me that I was overeating because I didn't have right thinking around food because I'd been harmed by it. So in the book, I talk about the story that started me down this downward spiral. I was a little girl and we had gone shopping and my dad was a drug addict. So he was always on something. His eyes were always red and he was always high. Let's just say it that way. And his in-between bridge was to smoke smurps to get from one fix to the next. That's just how it was for me. I grew up in the inner city and I there were a lot of drugs around. There were a lot of drugs. And so even though I never personally did them, doesn't mean I wasn't an addict because his choice was drugs. My choice was food. And we were both trying to escape. We were both trying to escape. So when God took me back to those early memories of my dad using food as punishment, when my dad would get upset, he would tell us we couldn't have food. And so we would just go to bed hungry or we would be cut off and we would hide from him. We'd hide in our rooms and we'd hide there hoping that that we would get food. And because of the way he used food as a punishment, when he would fall asleep or he would pass out from drinking or he was high enough, I would tiptoe to the kitchen and I would put, I would stuff crackers in my back, you know, in my pocket. I would stuff pieces of bread and I would hide food in my room. And I remember losing track of an apple once and finding it months later and it it was it had rotted because it it was there for so long. But I would hoard food and I would hide it because I just didn't know when he would be mad enough to take it away. So that's what happened to me. And when God brought that memory back, I literally asked him why. And I had to say, and then once he showed me the why, here's the next thing. I had to pray for healing. I had to stay with him and pray for healing. Your why might be different. Maybe you started overeating out of stress. Maybe you quit smoking and so eating became the next thing that you did. Whatever your why is, God is the answer and the healing that you need. But you can't get the healing you need if you don't ask him. So ask him what made you enter into overeating in the first place and then ask him to start healing it. That's how we're going to find our freedom. We're going to tackle this thing at the root. Until we tackle the root, the fruit never changes. It never changes. And that's a very biblical way to say it. But until you get to the why you started overeating, and until you ask God to heal that, the the circumstances in your life won't change. We'll just keep eating ourselves into an early grave. And we're not going to do that. You are going to walk in food freedom because God is able to make you stand. He's able to deliver you. It's All that Jesus does, it's his whole business. It's going to the cross so that we would have deliverance. And so all of that work that he did on the cross is available to us. Our issue of food eating went to the cross with him so that we could have true freedom in Christ and be delivered from it. You can be raised again to a new life and eat a new way and live a new way. And then you will be able to influence the world around you. But you can't do it if you don't get the healing you need. So let's go over your steps again. You're going to sincerely invite God into your weight loss journey. 
That's number one. And you're going to make sure you're praying about it specifically. Tell him everything and say, God, no area is off limits for you. Come in and bring healing. Number two, you're going to do the deep work and ask God, why are you eating like this? Why are you drinking like this? Why are you sleeping around like this? Whatever it is, your why is. You're going to ask God what, what set you on that path in the first place. And then third, once he shows you, you're going to submit to the Father and ask for healing. And it may be a a messy, cheery process, but he's got you. He can hold you. He can hold all your tears and he can hold all your pain. And you don't have to stay that way. Jesus can deliver you and you can be delivered to be God's perfect size. You can be delivered to be the person you're meant to be in Christ. So trust him in the process. So get your notebooks out and do the homework. I would love to hear how the process works for you. If you want to join us in our Facebook group at God's Perfect Size and and share your testimony or share what you learned through this process, we'd love to have you there. And we'd love to encourage you and pray for you there. And that's all I have for you today. Join us in the Facebook group if you need prayer or if you just want to come and share your testimony. Above all, y'all, I'm going to be praying for you through this series because it's going to be a heavy lift for you, and that's okay. I can't personally do it, but I know a God who can, and He's going to walk you every step of the way. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I look forward to celebrating with you through your breakthrough, whether I meet you face-to-face or I only hear about it on Facebook or the Holy Spirit lets me know that there's breakthrough happening in in the world in this area. I'll be rejoicing with you. Thank you, and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye, y'all.